Apple is taking AirPods to the max. The over-the-ear, full-on headphone, full-on can max, computational, spatial, noise-canceling, silicon-powered max. And they're doing it for 550 bucks US. Yeah. Now, the announcement has only just happened, so I'm going to go through all of it with you live and give you just all of my unfiltered reactions. Good, bad, simply flat out bananas. And I'm going to do it right now. Sponsored by Ting. And yes, absolutely, I'll be back with a full-on review just as soon as possible. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and bell so we can hang out and chat about it in the comments the minute it goes live. All right, so starting at the very top and just working my way down, they're introducing AirPods Max, not AirPods Pro. We've already got those. Those are the in-ear ones, not AirPods Pro Max, which I don't have any idea what that'd be right now, but just AirPods Max. So carrying over the iPhone branding to the AirPods just to mean maximum. A perfect balance of exhilarating high fidelity audio and the effortless magic of AirPods. So high fidelity audio here is probably gonna get some people to think high res audio, high definition audio. And I'm guessing that this is not that. Apple has pretty much stuck with the same types of audio. I know the science is, it's unclear exactly how much people really benefit when you go to higher audio levels. I know some people always claim they can hear it, but the science of things that go into compression schemes, the same kind of science that goes into JPEG and go, that goes into MP3, all of those things, say that you know we're really not that sensitive to it. But there is a whole range of audiophiles who, regardless of the data, uh, and maybe because you know they just have a really good understanding of specific parts of the data or just really sensitive to some of the things that get taken out in the compression, really want, would love, maybe even require higher definition audio. And I really hope that Apple offers that. There are some services that do, but this doesn't sound, at least for now, like that. So again, high fidelity audio, active noise cancellation with transparency mode. And that's what Apple first introduced with the AirPods Pro. And that is using their computational technology to measure the noise around you, the sound around you, and then create anti-sound, a negative wave that cancels out the noise to give you as much reduction as possible. And transparency mode is when you choose to let in some of that sound. So if you need to hear people talking or you're out running and you still need to hear traffic and horns, all that sort of thing. A single button press activates transparency mode, letting you hear what's around you. Spatial audio for theater-like sound that surrounds you. And that also was introduced with the iPad, sorry, the AirPods Pro. And that's where Apple ingests everything from Dolby Surround, like 5.1 to Dolby Atmos, like 9.1, takes all that, that audio information and creates a sound stage from it that it positions very specifically around you. So it, it's not surround sound, it's not Dolby Atmos, it just takes that data and creates the sound in a 3D environment around you. And I'm sure we'll get to more on that in a second as well. And then stunning design with an exceptional fit. So a radically original composition. And here we have the basic design. And they look they look like headphones. They look like cans. They look almost retro. There's like an old timey-wimey vibe to them, an old radio vibe to them. I mean, they're not steampunk by any stretch of the imagination. But if they came in bronze uh, or, you know, one of those those steely steel colors, 
I would have no problem seeing something like this or imagining something like this in a 1950s movie, uh, trying to imagine what a 2020 headphone would look like. And they say that this includes a canopy-spanning headband made from a breathable knit mesh. Uh, and so the idea behind this is that because it's not a solid piece, it's not going to depress into your head, into your hair, or into the skin on your head, where it'll accumulate a lot of sweat and give you a dent, all those sorts of things that come from wearing a solid band for a long period of time. Because it's mesh, it'll conform more to the shape of your hair or the shape of your head. And because it's mesh, it's breathable. So hopefully you won't accumulate as much sweat. Uh, and it just creates a more specific fit. There's a stainless steel frame uh, wrapped with a soft to the touch material uh, telescoping arms that smoothly extend uh, so that they remain where you put them. And the idea behind this is there's no sort of tick, 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 tick to find these different hard-coded points in the telescoping telescoping mechanism. So it's not like stage one, two, three, four, five on each side and you can tap, tick, tick, tick between them. This has a smooth mechanism where you basically exert force and that extends them. And when you stop exerting the force, they stay to where you extended them to. So there's uh, and not an infinite, but you know, theoretically infinite amount of positions that you could put either side in and they'll just stay that way. Again, so there's not an approximate fit, but just as specific custom fit for you uh, as is possible. And then anodized aluminum cups that feature a revolutionary mechanism that allows each cup to rotate independ independently and balance pressure. So basically each side works like a ball joint individually articulated so they can again get as best a custom angle for the shape of your head and the shape of your ears and everything else that is possible. And then on the inside, uh, the cups, you have acoustically engineered memory foam with air cushions. So, I mean, it looks on the outside sort of like a HomePod, but the actual material is this memory foam so that they will, again, just like everything else we've been talking about, adapt themselves to the shape of your individual ears so that you get as close and as tight and as sealed a fit as possible. And they also appear to be detachable. So if anything happens to them, you accidentally ruin or damage one, you can go to Apple and get a replacement. And I don't know what the exact cost is. I think it's like 70 bucks or something, but you will be able to get replacements for them the way that you can get replacements for the silicon tips on the AirPods Pro. Okay, here we are. This is something I wasn't expecting at all. The control mechanism isn't gesture-based. There's no sort of compa capacitive mechanism the way there is on the AirPods Pro, and it's not dial-based. They're using the digital crown from the Apple Watch, and I honestly don't know if this is genius or folly because it does allow for very precise dialing. You know, you just turn it and it can work as a volume nub and you can press and hold it to answer calls or to activate Siri. Uh, and it certainly takes up way less space than a proper gesture area would if you had to, you know, swipe your finger up and up or down. And it might give you, probably gives you a level of precision that was just unattainable with a gesture area. But is it enough? Is just one sort of little digital crown for the entire headphone system enough. And I guess I'm gonna to have to try them out and see, but I'd love to know what you think in the comments. All right, now we come to the colors. And I've had my issues with Apple colors this year because there are just none two blues alike. All the blues are different. You have everything from the sort of deep blue of the iPhone 12 to the Pacific blue of the iPhone 12 Pro to the sky blue of the iPad Air. 
And if you just love blue, suddenly you have all these different blues and it's just total lack of coordination among the blues. But this just looks like they're playing 3D Among Us, like, you know, 9,000 IQ because the bands on the AirPods Max are the colors of the iPhone 12. And then the aluminum cups are the colors of the iPad Pro. So you have iPhone 12 blue with iPad Air blue, iPhone 12 green with iPad Air green. I'm not sure if the red and pink are an exact match either, but by and large, Apple has made this sort of the bridging product where they take the two different sets of colors from the two different sets of you know, mainstream products, not the pro end, but just the mainstream end, the iPhone 12 and the iPad Air and join them for this two-tone look. And I don't know if that's, again, genius or just absolute evil, but uh, mind blown, very nice, uh, all the claps because that is really, really well played. And it means that if you have sort of a theme for this year, you can, if you have the blue iPhone 12 and the blue iPad Air, you can get this and match both of them. Well played. So now we're digging deeper into the computational technology inside of the AirPods Max. And just like the AirPods Pro have an H1, a 10 core H1 audio chip in each of the earbuds, these, the AirPods Max, have an H1 chip in each of the cups. So basically what that is, is a system in package, not dissimilar to what's in the Apple Watch, much, much smaller, you know, it doesn't do everything that the Apple Watch system in package does, but it is a system in package. So you have these 10 audio cores and they are, you know, in Star Wars terms, fully operational, just doing massive amounts of calculation to achieve a lot of very different results. So one of them is immersive listening where Apple is just doing, crunching all the audio data it gets in to give you what they believe to be the truest representation of the audio that you're listening to. And again, it'll do that whether it's just like a 2.0 stereo sound source, or it's a 5.1 or 7.1 or 9.1, all the way up to a Dolby Atmos sound source. It'll just take all that data and give you the best representation of that audio that it can. And it's got dual, I'm gonna make sure I'm saying this right, dual niodium ring magnets uh, to sort of give you every bit of the audio experience. Apple says they're like freestanding speakers, but they went all out in terms of the components they put into these to make them sound as absolutely good as you could imagine. Basically like taking two HomePod minis and strapping them to each side of your head but these just happen to be turned inward so that you get all the sound and, you know, properly connected together, not just with paper clips and duct tape like, like I would do. And they have their adaptive EQ, which I think some people confuse with the traditional EQ, where you're on device, you're on sound source, and you're adjusting you know, everything just to your own personal takes and tastes and liking. And that, that seems to have gone away in a computational world because of everything that the H1 chip is managing there's no sort of room anymore for individual EQ on top of that. They just want to take everything and reproduce the sound as best they can. And they, at this point, at least can't do that when you're messing with, with 
all the levers as well. But it does allow it to do things. So, for example, if you have the ear cups on and wear glasses like I do, and that creates a break in the seal, there's a, an internal microphone that's listening to what you're listening to, and it'll detect that, and then it'll compensate for it. So instead of some of the low end just leaking out through that, you know, that glasses-imposed break in the seal, it'll compensate to properly give you that low end regardless of the exact positioning of the cups or anything else that's going on, which is really, really cool. I mean, the control freak in me really does want that, that, that EQ ability back. And I know some people have very specific audio issues uh, or sensitivities that they really need something like that to be adjustable. So I hope that does come back in the future. But right now, it's a brand new computational world. And next up is spatial audio with dynamic head tracking. And that is a technology that when you pair your AirPods Max or your AirPods Pro with an iPhone or iPad and you have the motion sensors in the, the AirPods and the motion sensors in your iPhone or your iPad, all the motion sensors being the accelerometers, the gyroscopes, just all of those things, they are aware of each other in three-dimensional space. And that means that they can place audio not just around you in a static soundscape, but they can control that soundscape and move it with the source of that audio. So for example, if you're in front of a TV, like you're an Apple TV, that TV isn't really moving. And if you move around, it's still relative to that TV. So this functionality does not exist there yet. But if you have an iPad and you're moving it around or you change the position where you're sitting or lying down, it's going to make sure that that center channel is coming from the center channel. Like the person speaking is in the relative position to where they're speaking for you. And like the trains going by or planes flying overhead or, you know, Iron Man kicking, kicking it into orbit. All of that is just going to stay positioned where you expect it to be positioned. And I know that sounds weird and trippy when I just explain it, but when you experience it, it just resets your expectations. And that's how you think all audio should sound from there, from then going on. And then we have the, the magic part that Apple's been talking about, which is, again, as soon as you take the AirPods uh, out, any AirPods, but including the AirPods Max out, the Bluetooth kicks in, it broadcasts that they're there. And then if you have your Apple device with you, like your iPhone with you, it'll pick that up and offer to set it up for you. And then you just hit that connect button and it connects to that device. And then through your Apple ID and iCloud, it just propagates to any other Apple device that you're logged into. Next up, we have some more interesting features. We have on-head detection, which just means that the AirPods Max have sensors in the cups and in the stems so that if they detect nothing in between them, like no head in between them, they'll stop playing. But also if they detect the angle of the cups is weird and probably not on a head, they'll stop playing. And that means, sure, if you take them off, they'll just stop. But also if you just pull the cup off, for example, if someone's talking to you and you just want to hear what they're saying, that will detect that there's no longer a head like right next to it and the cup has swiveled and there's a high likelihood that you've moved them and so they'll stop then too. And when you put them back in place, they'll just pick up right where they started. I mean, at least in theory. This industrial design though, I mean, I feel like we have a lot to talk about with this industrial design and there are going to be so many jokes, so many jokes uh, from... I don't know how far I want to get into this from just it looking like uh, a very interesting handbag to it looking like a very interesting rear view. Uh, but the idea of this case is when you put it in and you close it, the magnets detect the other magnets and the AirPods Max go into an ultra, ultra low power state where they can just abide like the dude. They can abide 
for you know a month or more at a time. It's just a way to make sure they don't drain when you're not using them. And I don't know if this design is gonna grow on me, but I was. this is not what I was expecting. For battery life, Apple is claiming 20 hours and Apple's claims over the last few years have been you know, pretty, pretty solid. If you look at exactly the criteria they're using, and if you do run low, five minutes, it says here five minutes of charging will deliver 1.5 hours of listening. And you charge them over a lightning uh, cable. There's a lightning to USB-C cable included in here, just like Apple is including lightning to USB-C cables in pretty much everything. There is no, there is no AC adapter in here. And I still, I, the HomePod mini gets an AC adapter, but the iPhone doesn't. The iPad Air gets a, gets an adapter, but the AirPods Max don't. And I'm just, I'm so confused. I think the best uh, consumer experience is always including everything in the box that you need in order to be able to use and enjoy that product. And I'm not changing my mind about that. So points off for no adapter, but you can also get an optional additional, you can buy from Apple separately and probably other vendors too, a lightning to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, and then you can plug these in to physical audio sources. So you don't have to listen over Bluetooth if you don't want to. And yeah, that only leaves the pricing, which is 550 US, which is a lot. And I've seen a ton of reaction to the pricing just when Apple announced it, starting with the classic it's so expensive, why Apple, why? And the HomePod was similar. Apple made an expensive speaker that for them, people would want because you could just drop it in a room with no sound. And no matter where you dropped it, you would get good sound, not just there, but anywhere in the room. And people just looked at it and said, you know, it costs way more than the cheap commodity smart speaker market that has that had sprung up since Apple started making the HomePod, but before they shipped it. And now we have the HomePod Mini, which I think a lot of people see as a good value for its, you know, around $100 price tag. And when you look at the AirPods Max, it's the same thing. Apple is putting just a ton of technology in this from a 10-core audio processor to all the different speakers and microphones and components that they're using to produce what they consider to be HomePod-level computational, spatial, noise-canceling audio uh, wrapped around our heads and the market, the price for traditional headphones, like uh, audiophile headphones, just like speakers, there is no limit to what they will pay. Whatever amount of money you have, even in the millions, there is a vendor out there that will take it from you and offer you several additions to that system. So there are absolutely headphones that cost way more than the AirPods Max cost, but most people don't even think about buying those, probably don't even know maybe don't even know that those exist. And a lot of people are going to know the AirPods Max exist and a lot of people are going to want them, but then they're going to see that price and they are not going to think at all in terms of the electronics inside them, even the audio quality they deliver, let alone how they are priced compared to audio file, audio gear. They're just going to look at them and think, I want these Apple has made them too expensive for me to be able to buy these, and that is going to make them legitimately salty. It sort of fractures the brand perception of Apple as affordable luxury. It keeps the luxury part, drops the affordable part, and some people just feel absolutely left behind. The perception could be that either it's worth it, you know, I, I look at the price that Apple's charging and I think it's worth it for what they're delivering, or it could be there's no way I'm paying that price 
for them regardless of what they're delivering. And that is a consumer reaction that you always have to deal with when you're pricing these things because of that brand fracture issue. And we did see that with the HomePod. And we also saw that with the iPhone XS when after the iPhone X and sort of the the $1,000 smartphone price, Apple came out with the XS and it was still that price. And then there was a XR underneath it, but it felt like the regular iPhone was suddenly $1,000 and you know, and there was just a discount iPhone, and people were mad. It's like some people were mad about that. But then with the iPhone 11, just because the iPhone 11 got that name, and then there was an iPhone 11 Pro on top of that, it completely changed the marketing psychology, the consumer psychology, and all of a sudden, people were fine with a thousand dollar iPhone because they weren't buying it. I mean, some people were, but people who were angry about the price weren't buying it. They were buying this iPhone 11 for like 700 bucks and they were super happy. And right now with these, that doesn't exist. There's no sort of AirPods sport underneath these that have, you know, maybe plastic, different materials, that sort of thing come in at a lower price point. This is the premium version and there is only a premium version and when some people see that premium price tag, they're just going to balk at it. The same way as if there were only a Mac Pro and no Mac Mini, people will just look at it and say Apple's desktop computing lineup is bananas. It is completely out of touch, out of line, you know, out of, out of sight, and frankly, out of my mind. Uh, so I think that's the situation here. And that might be fine for Apple. Apple may only be targeting the high-end premium customer, but there will absolutely be blowback from people who would otherwise want this as a product, but is just completely not interested in Apple's premium price tiers. And, you know, remains to be seen if in a year from now, we do see a bunch of people just because of the brand value, because of the cachet, uh, regardless of the price, are just out flexing with their AirPods Max on their ears, and it becomes a cultural phenomena, a meme even, like the original AirPods did, you know, stems and all, cost and all. Or if it becomes, because of the price, more of a niche product the way the HomePod has, and we see a, a not a mini version, not an AirPods mini but you know whatever apple decides to slide in underneath these at a more mainstream consumer targeted price point so i think for anyone who just watches apple in the industry you know apple marketing in the industry this is just going to be fascinating and then of course there will be some people who want them and just want to figure out how to afford them and since they're spending more on headphones are going to want to save money in other places like the cellular plan Uh, which you can do with Ting. So whether you want only a little data or just all of it, unlimited, Ting has the perfect plan for you and for your family. You can get talk and text for just 10 bucks a month, data from 15 bucks, five gigabytes for $25, unlimited for 45, whatever you need. Just go to renee.ting.com and check out the plans and see how much you can save. You get access to the best nationwide coverage in America on pretty much any phone, From the latest iPhone 12 to just all the Galaxy flips and folds, the pixels, anything with a SIM card, pretty much. Keep your existing phone, keep your existing number if you want to. And that's all because the next generation of Ting Mobile is here. Seriously, see how much you can save and get $25 off. Just go to renee.ting.com, click on the link below or go to renee.ting.com and get $25 off. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For a ton more on just everything Apple has announced in 2020, click the playlist above. I've got in-depth reviews and comparisons detailing just 
everything you need to know. So click the playlist above and I'll see you next video.